This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. And we're getting into our Money Monday conversation. On a Monday, we tackle anything that has to do with personal finance, it has to do with our business finance, it has to do with money, 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 money. And uh, as much as we love it, sometimes we have a strange relationship with money. Um, and perhaps some of those fears that we have around money can be allayed during these types of conversations. And today in Money Monday, we're talking about this very interesting idea of having multiple streams of income, avalanches of abundance from everywhere you go, there is a paycheck versus building a robust source of income. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 bill. Or the BRICS currency, that's what we need. Yeah, yeah, that's where we're at. Right, we've joined by Gerald Mwandiambira, who's a certified financial advisor on the line with us. Hi, Gerald. Hey, good afternoon and good afternoon to all the listeners. Lovely to talk to you. We're also joined by founder and author of Tutuga SA, which is a financial services provider, author of From Debt to Riches, Pumelelo, uh, Pumelele Ndumo. How are you, Pumelele? Hi, Fabi. I'm good, and I hope um, your listeners are looking forward to the conversation. Thank you for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so when it comes to achieving financial stability and achieving financial success, we're faced with the decision of whether to focus on building a strong source of income and having a job or a business or pursuing multiple streams of income. Building a strong source of income uh, can involve dedication of time, effort and expertise to a single primary income stream. But of course, building multiple streams of income, you spreading your resources around in order to have multiple streams coming to you. So perhaps where we begin, um, and maybe I start with you, Pumelele, is about what the goal is, right? I mean, financial success versus financial freedom. What is the goal? What are, what are we actually looking to do here? I will define financial success as reaching that point in your life where you don't have to constantly worry about how am I going to pay my bills, my bonds, my rent for my car, and all of that. Hmm. But also above that, you know that your necessities are being met. If you have children, you can pay, pay for their school fees, varsity fees. One day when you're old and gray and you can no longer work, you also have enough money set aside for your old age so that you never have to depend on your children. So there's no financial anxiety about money. So let's 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 make that the the goal, right? That's financial freedom or financial success. I like that very much. Gerald, what's your view? Yes, I think you know you you hit the nail on the head when you said you know the first and most important part about financial freedom is having a goal. Mm. And everyone's goals are relative because your personal economy is different to mine. Mm. And depending on how we grew up, how we perceive money. Our goals will be totally different because what a lot to me might be very little to you. Mm. So number one, to achieve financial freedom, 
still need to know what you are freeing yourself from and where you're going. So mm. set a goal. What is the ideal income which you are seeking? And then you aim towards that, and that's how you build your income stream to meet that goal. When you reach that goal, you're very free and welcome to reassess and reset a new goal. Our biggest problem is that we are all feeling frustrated financially because we actually don't have a goal. We just mm. think it's not enough. It's not enough for what? Um, and when is enough? So I think number one, if you're listening this afternoon, set your enough. This is what I think would be enough. And then you start building your income streams towards that. Secondly, you know, um, not everyone is geared towards having multiple income streams. However, everyone can have multiple income streams. For example, we all can have a passive income stream in the form of interest by choosing the right bank account, by choosing the right financial services provider who gives you interest when your money is there. Mm. Most of us don't even count that. We all can earn passive income just by having money in the bank, but choosing the right bank account and choosing the right partner to work with our finances. Secondly, you can have a passive income stream just by doing your taxes properly yeah. every year. You can actually either get rebates or refunds just by being conscientious and goal-driven in terms of managing your personal tax. That already means you probably have three income streams standing right there. Whether you have a job, whether you're an entrepreneur, you always have access to the income stream through your, your interests via your banking products as well as your tax in terms of managing it and trying to find the deductions, trying to be as efficient as possible in managing your finances. But it all starts with a goal. Yeah, absolutely. I like that very much. And Pumelele, I'm sure you have lots to say about, especially the idea of interest, right? Which then talks to saving. But I know your book is entitled From Debt to Riches. Talk to us about how debt keeps us poor. You know, when you have debt, Papi, you don't have leverage to even think about, you know, growing successful businesses and so forth. You can actually be stuck in a debt and job that you don't even like because all you think about is how am I going to pay my rent this month? How am I going to buy petrol and all of that? So freeing yourself from too much debt is actually good for you mm. because it frees your mental capacity to start thinking broader than just the day-to-day, hand-to-mouth kind of thinking. And the and interest on the debt also sucks you deeper, doesn't it? And, and it's not just interest on the debt. Think about what's happening right now mm. with interest rates going up yeah. and the next meeting of the Reserve Bank MPC announcement this Thursday Hopefully, they will not increase interest rates. But Mm. if they do, it also means that those of us who still have lots of debt to pay, home loans, car loans, personal loans, credit cards, whatever it is, is linked to prime. And it means that we'll be paying more for the same debt. So, you know, that is why being heavily indebted is not good for your finances. It's not even good for your health. <laughs> and, and if you want mm. to be successful, you want to, while debt is, 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 is good, there is debt that is good for you, and not all of us can be totally debt-free, but you also want to be 
um, mindful and ensure that you are not overextending yourself. Mm. And also other forms of passive income that you can earn, aside from what Gerard has mentioned in terms of banks and putting money in your bank and getting you interest, is if you have, you know, somebody knowledgeable, a financial advisor who can assist you to get into offshore investments, as an example, you need to think about that. You need to think about tax-free investments. But, you, you know, chances are you can't do it on your own. Otherwise, you may end up wasting a lot of money and losing money in the market. But you can still earn passive income like that. Or some people invest in property, mm. and they've been lucky. They've been able to earn passive income through rental. So here's the thing. I thought it was very important to have an overview of good financial habits first. So thinking Mm. about what the goal is and making sure that you are working towards a goal and then thinking about what your definition of financial freedom is and what you're saying then about getting debt free um, from, from the debt that you don't need in order to then start thinking about when income comes in, what's going to happen to that income. So so I, it's always important when we talk about personal finance, I, I believe, to just set the scene. So yes. in our discussion about building a robust source of income rather than multiple streams of income, Gerald, you said something very interesting about how not everybody is geared up for multiple sets uh, and streams of income. What do you mean by that? Look, I think firstly when you talk about income streams, there's what you call active income streams. And then passive. Active is something you go, you have to do. <laughs> you're going to wake up, you're going to go to work. You know, you have to do power lunch, even if you don't want to do it, because it's an income stream. I okay? always want to do power lunch. <laughs> I love it here. <laughs> okay. That's because your bosses are, probably your bosses are listening, right? But anyway, um, besides that, the active income stream is your salary's job, if you're paid monthly, or your wage, if you're paid weekly, or whatever you do, Every day you wake up. Right. It can also be a business where you wake up every day and you try and run your business. That's an active income. And then passive incomes are incomes which happen whether or not you get up or not. You will earn interest in the bank if there's a positive balance in there. Whether you get up or not, um, you know, you, hopefully your tenants will pay your rent if you own a property mm. which you're using for rental income. Whether you get up or not, at the end of your tax year, if you kept your books and you've been really um, working towards that rebate or that refund and finding the, the ways in which South can help you to improve your tax, you will get that income. So you need to decide, am I chasing active streams or am I chasing passive streams? Okay. Because when you're chasing an active stream, the one problem you're going to encounter is that there's only 24 hours in a day. Mm. And if you've already sold eight of them to Power FM, it means that you're only left with um, 16 hours, of which you're going to need eight to sleep, and the other eight you might be able to work and do another job. But it makes you more tired, less efficient, and if, eventually, if you have too many active streams, which is what you find with a lot of people, they are pandering, they're doing everything they can. Did you say they're pandering by a pandering? Yeah. 
got yeah. you. Yes, the hustle is real. The hustle absolutely is real. And so yeah. I like the way that you delineate between active and passive. Um, and, and I think that that's always a really good place mm. to think about the conversation. Well, Pumelela, I want to bring you in here because we haven't heard from you about multiple streams of income. What's your view? What are some of your points that we need to know? You know, Bobby, I will say that when you're starting out, Yes. It might be necessary to get into multiple streams of income because at that stage, maybe you are still exploring. You're not really sure what it is that you want to do. And yes, there are things like market research that you could do. You could talk to people who are already in the game and all of that. But reality is, it's only when you are in the game and you are doing it that you will discover certain things that even your market research would not have uncovered for you. Mm. So in the early stages, you may be doing more than one and earning multiple streams. But very soon, hopefully sooner rather than later, you will then begin to identify what really works. Just to give you an example, Mm -hmm. one of my customers is in property. But within the property business, she's renting out office space she also has pieces of land, and she has a symmetry. This is all property business, but different. And already, after a few years, she has you know, looked at the numbers and is fully aware that the symmetry business is not doing very well. Mm-hmm. If anything, the other businesses are funding, and she's, she's cross-subsidizing you know, um, the, the symmetry business. Yeah. So she's now at a point. So she had to start with multiple streams of income within the property industry and now has realized that this particular one is not really working very well, is draining the finances and resources from the other income streams. So she's about to sell that off. Mm. And also with multiple, you know, using the very same example, she's able to look and say, maybe the land is not making me money if it's not developed, but over the long term, So she's got short-term, medium-term, and long-term objectives. So the point that I'm trying to arrive at is, in the beginning, you may have to explore a number of things because you're not sure what really works and what's going to be fruitful for you. And then over time, hopefully, you will come to identify this is what works. This is what I'm passionate about, and this is what is giving me better, you know, revenues and income. Therefore, I want to focus on this, which might result in you closing or selling the other businesses. Okay, so if you have multiple clients, one business, multiple clients, is that multiple sources of income? Multiple streams of income? Pumelele? No, no. For me, when you can have Multiple clients, but it's still a single That's your stream. Um, source of income. Yeah, okay. But w- when I talk multiple streams, I'm talking different, you know, sources of income, as I just made in the example about, yes. rent, you know, income from office renters, another income coming from the, the symmetry, and the last income coming from the pieces of land, which now and again she packages and sells and she gains. She gets, you know, enough money to be able to develop and so forth. So, so you're saying if you, you, you'll get to a point within your 
entrepreneurship journey, your freelance journey, whatever it is, that then you find this is the thing that works the best for me, that works the best in terms of business. And let me build this into then a single robust stream of income. What makes that stream of income a robust stream of income, Pumelele? For me, if, if, if as I defined earlier when I was talking about how to define a successful business, if this is able to cover your expenses and more than just your expenses because you don't want to just cover your expenses, but you also want to have additional money to be able to save and invest, to be able to invest for, for, for the future when you will no longer be working. If you've arrived at that point in your entrepreneurial journey, then I will say you have, you know, you are now at that point where you can say, my business, or it might have been a side business initially when you were still employed elsewhere, but you were doing this on the sidelines. And it gets to a point where you say, if this is going to grow, I can see that there's a possibility for growth here. But for this to grow, it requires my attention, my focus. Yeah. You know, as I, as, as I sometimes say, a, a business is like a baby. You need to nurture it mm. and, and to give it time and love and attention for it to, to grow and grow successfully. Um, so you know when you reach that point where it's about time now to resign from your job and do this thing fully so that you, 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 you give it the ability to grow. But now, Pumelele, can't your mm. job be the robust mm. income mm. stream? Hey, Gerald, what do you think? Yeah, definitely. All the poor employees, listen to the power of them, are like, hey, not all of us are designed to be entrepreneurs. And that's the truth. Not everyone is designed to run a business. And not everyone even wants to run a business. There's different ways in which you can tackle this um, challenge of multiple income streams. If you're an employee, there's ways which you can make income work, income streams work for you. For example, mm. if you're contributing to your pension or your provident fund, contribute the maximum allowable amount, and definitely at the end of the year, you're going to get a rebate from SARS. If you're an employee and you say, I want multiple income streams, how can I do it? When I wake up in the morning and I drive to work, I can find colleagues who are driving to the same workplace. They pay me. I make a bit of profit, and okay. I have got a transport business there. Secondly, I can bank and sell the goods at my workplace. I think, you know, we need to, to also um, realize that a lot of the passive income streams can work if you just have a job. If you have a job, then you're going to focus on passive income streams. If you're an entrepreneur, you probably have more active streams because the entrepreneur who's doing property, yes, she can go and do the cemeteries. She can go because she, she has that time. If you're an employee, you can't do that. So you have to actually focus passive streams. So it's very important that you realize that as an employee, you've got your passive income streams. You can invest in the stock market. You can buy bonds. You can um, maximize your tax efficiency and yeah. make sure you get back. So being a lot so, more creative and understanding yeah. what is available. Hence, both of you are doing such good work with your books, educating us about what there is out there um, in terms of making investments and creating income streams. I must tell you, says Pumalele, I'm getting tweets left, right and center saying cemetery business. How? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, there's I, one thing, Bobby, that I, I just want to, to touch on um, about 
load shedding and retrenchment. You know, many people have suffered retrenchments in this country and they are continuing to suffer retrenchments. So if you are in a job, yes, not everyone is designed to be an entrepreneur, but you, you know, I've got, for instance, customers who are now employed somewhere, but they started an Uber business, as an example, just so that in case they lose their jobs, yeah. they don't find that they are without any income. So that's so that is- that's been a side hustle of sorts, but that absolutely is another stream of income. Gerald, yes, you were going to say? Of income, yes. yes. I totally agree. And I think what was important about Pumela they said is that even if you have your multiple income streams, focus on what works. Mm. You have so many people who've got so many hustles which are so unrelated that you don't what are you? What animal are you? One moment you are cryptocurrency, you're on Power FM, the next thing you are sewing clothes, the next thing you are cooking, you have to actually find an efficient way of your multiple income streams converge and make sense. The other lady does property. Yes, bearing Lots of land. Oh, Gerald, this line is awful. We're going to try and fix that. Gerald Mohamedira is with us. Uh, Pumela Landumo is also with us as we're going to take a short break and find out what's happening in the very latest power headlines and then continue our conversation about um, whether we build a robust source of income, really like solidify all of our efforts into one steady source of big income versus multiple streams of income. What your thoughts are there? Is it what says Pumela is saying that, you know, you may start with multiple streams of income. You may start, um, you know, finding your feet in business and then decide to focus your attention on what you have found now through your experience really works. Or is it like Gerald says that not everybody's an entrepreneur. And so even in your job, there's ways that you can earn passive interest by having the right bank accounts, doing your taxes properly, uh, learning about offshore investment and the likes. Talk to me. Let's get ourselves to financial freedom together on Power Lunch on this Money Monday. Um, After this, your 2.30 Power Headlines. Speak up. Call the Power Line on 0861-987-000. That is the number that you can dial. Make sure you get in touch with us as we're talking about personal finance and Money Monday today on Power Lunch with myself, Bobby Muloy. It's an interesting conversation around this idea of having multiple streams of income. And our guest, Pumelele Ndumo, Tutuka SA founder, you made such an interesting point around the risk of just having a job, yeah? Because of retrenchments, because of, I mean, what we saw with uh, the pandemic, it really should have given us all a little bit of a wake-up when it comes to perhaps creating more income streams. Gerald Mwandiambira is our guest as well, and together they can answer your questions or take your comments on 0861987000. Let's speak quickly now to Dukatuga, who's in Pretoria. Hi, Dukatuga. I'm good and you, baby, baby. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. What do you think? Yes, but yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm just want to put onto that the topic that you have, you know, so that uh, sometimes people they don't understand that we have a fake money and the, the, we have the real money. Hmm. But I say that the, the 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 real money is the money that you have been associated with your asset and with your businesses that you that money that is, 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 is going through into your pocket. 
And the fake man, that's the one that will go every day to work, will get paid at the end of the month. So then we end up in that, enjoying that the fake money, you see, Bobby. That is why I find that we have a lot of uh, workaholic, you see, every day. And then the hard worker, the one who have uh, a, 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 a real money on the, on, on the side. That so, is why, Bobby, if, if we have uh, all, of, uh, all of us here, we, we go to school and study, and then after all, we go to get a job. We're working to, so that we can have a real money. That, uh, at the end of the day, we, find, we will find that uh, uh, it's not that TV, uh, we, uh, we blow it and stuff. Just because we all <laughs> that we're working for, uh, for a real money. So, Oring, Hore, Hobale Spani, go, go, Matisa, fake money. <laughs> yes, that fake money is the one that makes us always, uh, even though it can give you, we work for up until, fun that you work up until, up until you get to the uh, 60 years, hey. 65 years. So that you are still enjoying that fake money, that you know that money is fake. After the retirement, early retirement, you are no longer going to have any, any sort of income. <sighs> it's, always, it's always expiring. So the real always. money is from yeah. your business. And the, real, and the real money is the money that you, you, you do it when you, you, you received through your business, through your assets, through your property, anything. That money, even though you're no longer there, is still continuing going into your pocket, your family, and the, the, the generation and generation and generation. That is why I find that you got the work, you got the job as a, as a, as a police, you, you get the, as, as a police, and then you find any way to, that you can make makanda, makanda, you see. That's because you are still, you know, you know that the man that you're getting at the end of the month is the fake man. Now we have a strike here in, the, in, 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 the, in the Pretoria, sure. you see. That's because people there have fake money. They don't even have that kind of idea that we need to work so that we can have a real money. Duga Duga in Pretoria, fake money versus real money. <laughs> Gerald, I heard you have a, quite a big reaction there. What do you think? Look, he, I think he, he's, he's expressing his point in a way. Um, but if you look at it from a financial planning point of view, he's basically talking about you have current income or income that is used to fund your lifestyle and recurrent expenses. Mm. That's, not, that's what he calls fake money because that money can be switched off tomorrow by your employer and it's gone. Okay? And then what he calls real money is really um, funds that are creating wealth and able to grow and actually accumulate over time so that they effectively can fund your lifestyle in the future. Mm. And what he's saying is basically a lot of people are fooled by their large salaries, which are actually just funding a lifestyle. And, current, and it's, it's really current income. You switch it off next month, it's gone. Okay? Mm. And they are fooled by their large salaries. You think this is how it will be forever. But then one day when you retire, that amount is switched off, and suddenly they realize they have nothing. And so he wants to talk to people to say, start investing, start having growth assets, which will fund your lifestyle in the future. So that's what he's talking about when he says real money and fake money. I get that. Um, and, and what I also get is is then the conversation always is around go be an entrepreneur, start a business, etc. But we've discussed a little bit about how, you know, not everybody is built for that life. Not everyone is built for that life. And if you are not built for the entrepreneur life, then sit down with your financial planning professional and start making those maximum contributions to your pension and provident fund. Some employers match what you contribute. So effectively, the more you're willing to sacrifice, the more they're forced to meet you halfway. And that way you can build your nest egg for the future. Secondly, secondly, you can look at things, as you said, like stocks, um, offshore investments, etc., 
And, and those are ways in which you as an employee don't have to feel that you are being left out. Um, I do actually believe that, you know, we, we don't actually um, explore enough of these passive streams which don't involve you actually changing careers yeah. or quitting your job one day. And a lot of people in jobs feel like they're in a corner, but don't feel that way. Simply try and explore and find ways of creating passive income. However, if you are doing your active income, your active income must be related. You heard the lady doing property. One type of property is a grave. Another type of property is an office, because when you're finished working in the office, one day you're going to end up in the grave. And oh, another wow. type of property is when you come back from the office and you go home, you're going you to need to live somewhere property. Yes, <laughs> before yes. you go in the grave. So they're related. I want to come back to that, Gerald, and um, also Pumelele, because when I said the grave thing earlier on, you just skipped over what I was asking you. But I want to ask particularly about interesting and competitive uh, industries in South Africa that maybe people are overlooking when it comes to starting businesses or creating another stream of income, okay? But let's speak to Boniswa first, who's called in. Hi, Boniswa. Hi, Fabi. How are you? Great, and you? Good, good. Multiple um, streams so of income, hey? I am all for it. Yeah. I have multiple streams of income. You know, I do like to call myself a hustler. <laughs> I have a full-time job, yes. but the full-time job is just there for security. So the analogy of the previous caller, you know, yeah. it's just there because I know month then I'm going to get a certain amount. It's but that amount money. is honestly, yes. yes. It's, it's not enough. Mm. And people who have one stream of income, I honestly don't know how they do it. Mm. I don't think I would be able to survive. And particularly because I hear what the finance like, you know, the, the experts, what they say about sacrifice. Mm. But like, we also want to enjoy life. And I think sometimes we don't have the financial issues because everything is always like such a struggle. So I have a full-time job. I have side hustles, like multiple of them. So I'll mm. get small monies at any given time. And like, that's how I know God is real because I'm always out here living. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so- it's not even because of my salary. It's like these monies that I get. So You know, you're like, yo, you need money for petrol, yeah. and then you make a sale. Oh, I need money for this. So you have access to other means to make money other than just waiting for month end and doing like one by So are you selling products? Are you selling yeah, services? Yeah, I sell products, yeah. services. All sorts. I'm always extending my, my skills, mm, mm, you know, because mm. you never know how to make money. And um, then and you were saying you're always living, because Gerald was saying you're going to make yourself so tired. But you, you say, I mean, you sound so fresh, Ponis, huh? For real, and that's because I've got multiple streams of income. (laughs) You know, um, part of one of the side hustles I do is we do a lot of personal development. I'm also like a health person, a nutritionist, so the food part also plays a huge role. I've literally just harvested from a garden, so I'm doing like um, food gardens now. Like, You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. If I knew how to fix cars, I would stop on the side of the Mm. (laughs) freeway. Mm, and help you. someone fix their God. You know, it's the 21st century. I honestly feel like each person needs to have at least 10 different types of skills and not to make all of them a career. You still have your core and then you have other skill sets that you're able to to provide. So or let's, let's provide. gossip quickly, right? When you look around and there are people who just have a job, one job, why do you think they're not willing to or maybe scared of or, or what's blocking them from doing what you do, Bonisa? Um, I think sometimes it's just access, um, finding something that you'd enjoy doing. So oftentimes maybe people just have access to information of things that they don't enjoy doing, so they don't see themselves doing that. Um, It takes a lot of work, you know, 
I could be doing like three things at the same time. So you need to have the ability to manage those things. Right. Um, it requires people to get out of their comfort zones. People are comfortable. People, as long as you're living the same life for 10 years, mm. people are okay with that. Mm. You know? Well, that's why keep I'll, thriving. Yes. Yeah, thank you. No, no. Like we all need a hustle, especially as young people, you know. The gates are open, homie. Yeah. We're rolling. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. The gates are open, homie. Let's roll. Let's roll. Thank you very much, Bonissa. What a beautiful energy there. Bonissa there in Tembisa saying she supports multiple streams of income. And she has multiple streams of income uh, as a result of all of her mindset shift. Pumalele, that's what I heard. I heard continuous learning and getting new skills. Yeah. And putting herself in a position where she has access to a lot of these abilities. I mean, that's a really big um, set of things to think about when creating multiple streams of income. Yes, you know, I'm, I'm actually in support of multiple streams of income, especially for young people. You know, the younger you are, hopefully you don't have too many responsibilities. You can still afford to explore. You can still afford to fail without, you know, impacting negatively your family and all of that. Um, and if you're going to find your passion, you, you oftentimes you need to try a few things before you know what is going to really work for you. Yes. One thing that um, she mentioned is she doesn't know how people with full-time jobs do it because yes. it's just not enough. You know, but I also want to say what I've also found as a financial advisor, is that unfortunately because we lack personal finance education yes. in our schools and in our universities, oftentimes what happens is as our salaries grow, we don't grow our savings and investments. Mm. What we grow is our debt mm. because our lifestyles keep getting more and more expensive. Lifestyle creep, I believe that's what yes. they call it. L- lifestyle yes. creep. Yes. And, and we also... If you don't understand simple principles like compound growth, mm. which is growth on growth mm. when you're investing money, you, you like to just spend all of that money. That is why it is not uncommon to find a highly skilled and high income professional who is unfortunately spending all of that money and having zero yeah. savings and investments. And only when they are in their late 40s, 50s, they start thinking about, oh, I'm going to go on pension in the next five, ten years. And by then it's too late. They've lost the time value of money. They've lost the compound growth, you know, um, that they could have gotten if they started much earlier. So I think part of the challenges that we have is with the lack of understanding of basic finances. And, and that could assist because it could be exhausting to, to be earning you know, far too many streams of income unless they are related. Because sometimes, just to use the FSP, the financial services where I'm at, yes. you could be a financial advisor and maybe focusing only on um, insurance and investments. But what if you could add, for instance, you know, short-term insurance? Mm. It is related. You already have the client base that could need that from you. Maybe add medical aid. As an example, you can sell the medical aid and be able to um, advise your existing customer base. Let's speak to Tabo on that note, because Tabo, you have an interesting view about multiple streams of income. Welcome. 
thank you, Fabi. Absolutely. Um, yeah, well, multiple streams of income is quite important. And, yeah. um, and I think at times, what we may be missing is the, when we talk about multiple streams, multiple streams of income, it does not necessarily have to be something out of what you are used to do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, for example, I'm working full-time, but on the side, I'm also doing property investment. On mm. top of that, I also teach about property. So you could be a teacher, uh, as a, a full-time teacher, and then, you know, you could offer in tutoring classes, you could be teaching other people. So you could actually pivot your, your industry. It does not necessarily have to be something that is completely, uh, you know, new, something that you're not passionate about, but it could be something that you something that you do on a day-to-day basis or an extension of what you do uh, on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Papi, that's my comment on that. I mean, I think that's so beautiful because it's just about more lateral and creative thinking around what your skill set already is. And now with um, social media, digital, all of this, I mean, the world is so tiny. People need your skills all over the globe. The, the options are endless, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you could, you could, you know, the, the lessons that you do, I mean, the, the extra classes that you may offer, you know, doesn't have to be physical, by the way. You could say between eight and nine, I am actually going to be mentoring my, 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 my mentees. So you set that aside for an hour and, uh, you know, it could give you, you know, you're offering about, you know, mentoring about five people, paying about 500 grand, whatever amount it is. So so you don't even have to drive and go to a specific place. Sure. Uh, it's something that you can actually do. Online. Well, that's beautiful, Tabo. Thank you very much for your contribution. Pumelele, stay on the line uh, as we take a short break. This is Power Lunch on Power 98.7. How have you been able to diversify and increase your streams of income with the skills that you already have, with the success that you already have in your work, in your job or your business? How have you been able to create multiple streams of income in what they call Ramaphosa's economy. Stick around, it's Power Lunch. Power Lunch, Power Lunch with Bobby Malloy. Weekdays, 12 to 3 p.m. Certified financial advisor Gerald Mwandiambira joins us as well as Tutuka SA financial services provider, founder and author of From Debt to Riches, Pumelele Ndumo. These are our guests today as we discuss having multiple streams of income or having that one robust stream of income. I had asked the question before, Pumalele, about which industries have proven to have competitive incomes in South Africa. Um, anything that you can think of that you can highlight for us that perhaps, you know, the ordinary person isn't quite aware of? I think the engineering space um, probably is still that space where, you know, chances of getting a job are very high. Also, people who have studied maths and, and, and science, you know, and, and, and they're not just employable within South Africa. Those kind of skills, you can take them across the world. Mm. You know, we've got customers all over the world because unfortunately, given where we are in the current economy, people are losing jobs and others are deciding to just, resign and, you know, move abroad where, where they, they will even end, you know, in hard currency. And we must not overlook the fact that we are now in the 4IR space. So you need to empower yourself and understand the 4IR space and move towards the green economy. You know, people who are, for instance, providing 
solar panels and solutions to the load sharing um, challenges that we're facing as, as, as a country. They, you know, that's where you want to be. Um, and some of these may not come overnight. You may have to go back and, and reskill yourself. Mm. Um, if you're looking at stuff like your cyber security, because everything is digital, but it also comes with a lot of risk. So you, you may want to move into cyber security space and, you know, digital um you know, space like digital marketing and other, you know, expertise that are required in the digital space because that's where we operate from. Mm. Uh, Gerald, the same question for you, and perhaps Mm. then we can expand into building businesses in which specific industries has proven most competitive. Look, I think Pumalela hit the tail on the head. Mm. We are entering a, a stage where people are working from home. So any business that helps people who don't want to move mm. is going to make you money. Hence, you've seen a real growth in e-hailing, um, in food delivery, because people are simply being conditioned to live off one device at home. So if you go into a business which allows service those people, you will be able to, to actually get a nice income. And it does involve reskilling. It involves you know, what you're doing now, how can I digitalize it and still remain relevant? Mm. But in terms of what we see as jobs now, a lot of careers are disappearing. I mean, I'm, for example, doing financial planning, and a lot of my work now is um, online or virtual. And that means also if I'm doing my other business, which is real estate, people want to see a house, but they don't want to go to the house. So you have to have 360-degree cameras and and all sorts of um, drones, footage so people can see things without actually moving. I think, you know, if we service people who are now geared to operate off a single device, get into that economy. That's where you will survive and remain sustainable. Hmm. Let's wrap things up by talking about your books. I know, Gerald, you've just shared with us um, some of the new work that you've put out. The My Money, um, is it a set of books that you've released? Okay, My Money is a book I released in 2017. So we're releasing a new version, Uh which has got um, cryptocurrency and the world after COVID because everything changed. Um, There's Our Money as well, which is a new book which is coming out. It's about entrepreneurship. It's about um, should I choose a franchise or should I start my own business? And if I do, how do I do my taxes? How do I register business? It's called Our Money because you don't run a business on your own. It's You depend on other people. Our. Yeah. And then the last book which is coming out um, in the near future is called Young Money. And that's really saying that um, children need to know about money. So we're going to start educating them from as little as grade five, grade six. Got lots of cartoons. Um, and, the whole, and also I've embraced the four IR. So there's going to be an audio version and a cartoon uh, in terms of having AI reading because people don't like reading anymore. So you just watch a TV screen and someone can read it to you. Well, that's where my stream of income comes in. So if you need someone to voice those characters, you know where to find me, Gerald. Thank you. Awesome. Got to do it. Pumelele, tell us about your book, From Debt to Riches, and where we can find it. We've got an online store from our website, which is uh, tutuga-sa.coza. You can buy there, but it's also available basically wherever books are sold. The challenge is oftentimes when people go there, it's not on on the shelf. Mm. So to just make it easy for yourself, you can check us out online 
and you get, you know, a copy through us directly. We'll courier to you. But I know as Chituka SA, you do so much more as a financial services provider. Certainly, you know, as a financial services provider, aside from the book, you know, which, by the way, um, we're quite excited. We're now approaching 30,000 copies. Amazing. So, Congratulations. Um, so we're quite, you know, excited about that. We, we, we know we've got orders already. Um, so we'll be making the 30,000 bookstores in a short space of time. And I think it's because of the subject matter. Mm. But aside mm. from, you know, selling the book, we're also consulting whether you want investments or, po- or, or insurance policies, whether in your individual private capacity or as a business, we're there. And unfortunately, debts in our country is a serious problem. Mm. You know, I, I always try to move us away from debt, but reality is, you know, South Africans are heavily indebted. So we also do consulting and coaching to assist people to understand the money and hopefully make the most of their money so that our children don't have to complain about black tax when we old and grey. That's the statement right there. That's part of the goal, the freedom that we spoke about at the beginning of the conversation. If we're heading towards financial freedom, what is that for you? And what Sispumelele has said about releasing our future generations from quote-unquote black tax, that is an absolute admirable goal. Thank you so much for being a part of the conversation. Pumelele Ndumo and Gerald Mwandiambira. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.